Have a good Here show, R. Go. Chaos Theory, my boys, Double R, Rodney Rodriguez, and of course, the man with the plan, my man Wags, doing his thing. Like they said, it's your boy Harbaugh Harge, and welcome to another edition of Hanging with Harge. I'm your host, Harbaugh Harge. I represent the 254, but most importantly, I'm representing the 512 in Texas Sports Unfiltered. Make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. I am at Hardball Harge on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can follow at TS Unfiltered on Twitter and Texas Sports Unfiltered on Instagram. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up as you will on the CODA text line, 512-222-9328. Most of the show is going to be dedicated to the Texas Rangers as they win their first championship. But we also have Big 12 football that will be kicking off tonight as the Texas Tech Red Raiders host the TCU Horn Frogs, two teams that are headed in uh, not the direction that they planned their season on being. So I just wanted to make sure that we get that started. We'll definitely talk about the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to play the Philadelphia uh, Eagles in Philly. We already know how rough that's going to be. Nick Sirianni said he's going to try to confuse Dak Prescott. Well, Dak Prescott runs the NFC East. So that's all I know. His record speaks for itself, and that's the way it goes down. I also will give you my power rankings. That's right, my NFL power rankings. Got those lined up for you just the way I'm seeing it. And a lot of these teams, just like in the Big 12, things are going to kind of find their way and weave themselves out. But all that and more, it's your boy Harbaugh Harge, and I'm glad to be a part of this. Uh, let me change this real quick. Something happened. There we go. Boom. All right, I'm back there. So let me talk about this Texas Rangers baseball team. They go out and win the World Series, the franchise first championship, first ever title since they were since their inception in 1972. That's right. They used to be the Washington Senators, and then they moved to Arlington. And they were led by Ted Williams back in the day, and now they are they sit atop Major League Baseball. That's right. The Rangers, who lost over 100 games two years ago, are now World Series champions. The Rangers win the World Series four games to one with a 5-1 to one victory to seal the deal last night. The Rangers teams, who... By the way, they were the road warriors this week, this postseason, uh, going undefeated, 11-game winning streak away from Globe Life. That's amazing. No one has ever done that. And when you think about it and the road in which they got there, that's the amazing thing for me. Where's my phone? Hold on. I'm going to tell you all something. I saw this today, and I thought this was pretty much the coolest thing that I had seen in a very long time, because I didn't even think about it this way. And if you did, you're amazing. Because when I found out these, uh, this was a thing, it was amazing because the way it spelled it out. As we talked about, the Rangers were the number two wildcard team. It means they were on the road to start it off. They played on the road against a 100-win team. Two of and think about this. The road series started with the Tampa Bay Rays. Make sure you write that down, folks. That's an R. Then they went on to play the Baltimore Orioles. 
That's enough. Then they traveled down to play in an epic battle against the Houston Astros. That's an A. And then they just finished off winning the championship against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So when you put that all together, Rays start with an R, Orioles start with an O, Astros start with an A, and the Diamondbacks start with a D. What's that spell? Road. Game over, baby. They won all those games against those teams in that order, and it spelled out road. I didn't make this stuff up, folks. I found it on the internet. To me, that's what it's all about. They went out and handled business. And I told you, in order to become the king or in order to become the king of the castle, you have to slay the dragon. You have to come in and get that done. And I think that the Houston Astros, who has been the, the, the class act of the American League, the representative, like the New England Patriots for so long, they had to be dethroned for someone else to take that title. And for Texas, it was only fitting that Texas had to go through their biggest test, the Houston Astros, game seven, to get to the World Series. And then they get to the World Series and they handle their business. And let's go back to see how this all took place. They win the World Series. They get to the World Series after that epic battle with the Houston Astros. In the game one, they have a walk-off by AL ALCS MVP Adolis Garcia, who ends up getting hurt later, and you don't have him for the last two games of the series. You lose game two at home. Then you start back on that trail of undefeated on the road. So you go there and you win the first game. You win the second game. And now you have your third game with your ace, Nathan Uvalde, on the rubber for you to go out there to solidify and win your first championship. Nathan Uvalde on the mound had just some ups and downs. But I'll tell you one thing. He got out of situation, out of situation, out of situation all night long. High leverage, pressure situations. He got out of them. The Diamondbacks, the little snakes, they couldn't get it going. They left 11 men on base. I talk about it all the time. You're going to continue to hear me talking about it moving forward. You sit there and you talk about situational baseball. You have to capitalize in those places. And Zach Gallon was, was matching up pitch for pitch. He was dealing pitch for pitch with no hitter going into the sixth inning. Six strong innings, no hit baseball. Then the potential MVP, my man. Corey Seager gets a little base hit off the end of the bat. He's been hitting bottle rockets all over the place. So for him to get some of those flare base hits that he got last night, that's okay. I can handle that. You've been carrying the team. Adolis Garcia carried the team. You had players that were making plays that you needed to show up in those situations. 
So you sit there and you look at what Corey Seager was able to do in those situations. And the Rangers pretty much put the game out of reach. I mean, it started with that base hit by that, by Corey Seager. And then Mitch Garver, who's been filling in and doing a great job once he got healthy. I gave you those numbers earlier in the week. Once he came back with all the players that were hurt and was able to be solidified in the middle of that lineup, he came through clutch, drove in Corey Seager. Then the ball was misplayed in the ninth inning. They get four runs in the ninth inning to put it on ice. Josh Young, who played a great uh, postseason, did unbelievable in the field, but it came up with some big clutch hits, uh, hitting the ball hard all over the place. He scored, and then Marcus Simeon put the nail in the coffin with the big home run. And I know Rangers fans were freaking out when Zach Gallon was matching pitch for pitch, pitch for pitch, pitch for pitch, keeping the Rangers off. The thing about the Rangers were they were swinging at the first pitch every time they got up to the plate. I'm like, you can't have this guy thinking he's going to be able to stay in the game. Make him work a little bit. Make the pressure be on them. And I was texting with our friend uh, Greg Swindell last night. You know, he's a huge Arizona Diamondbacks uh, fan. He won the World Series. That matter of fact, there was a Greg Swindell sighting, his jersey anyway, in the stadium. So that's pretty damn cool. That's 2001. That's pretty damn cool that they got Swindell jerseys still rocking out there. Our guy BK made it out to, to, to Arizona to be a part of the festivities because he just had a feeling that this was about to happen. But I know through those first six innings, everybody was on pins and needles, getting a little nervous. That's what it's all about. But here's what it's all about for me. For the Texas Rangers, and what Chris Young and the owner Davis were able to do by putting team together, big money team, and then going out and getting a Bruce Bochy, and I'll get into some of that information as well, Bruce Bochy and what he was able to do to to come back to a game that he loves, that he's given so much to, and for him to be the voice in that dugout, the calming voice, the stern voice, the, the, the guy that, the grandpapa that has the words of wisdom for all these young men that are trying to get to that mountaintop that now they can stake their flag and put it in the ground and let you know that this is what it's all about. That's amazing to me. And let's not forget about this. They went out and got players two years ago that everybody thought was crazy. But when they went and got those players, they were being they were being brought into a new building. And you need to make it right. When you pay for a big building, you want to have good games that are there. You want to put a competitive team out there. And that's exactly what they went out and did. In 2021, the Rangers lost 102 games. 102 games. The only two teams to have ever won a World Series after losing 100 games two years before 
was the 1969 Miracle Mets. Shout out to Taylor Gaspar and her, her pops who scored one of the runs in the game. That might have been the winning run, actually. In the 1914 Braves. I don't know if that was Boston. God, definitely got to be Boston Braves. But those are the only two teams to ever do that. And now you put your name in there with the, I mean, with the uh, Texas Rangers becoming that team. Chris Young put a plan together. They went and spilt money, spent money. And you can look at it two ways. A lot of teams find ways to get things done. Some of some teams build it through the farm system. And I've been a part of some of those organizations where you look up and you're like, dang, that played against that dude, that dude, that dude, as we moved up through the minor leagues. And then you see those guys that are the big free agent acquisitions. All of that happens. And I get it. There's, there's both things can be true. Farm system, free agency. It's all about how you balance it. It's all about the chemistry that you bring in it. And I want to give a shout out to my boy, JT. He's been on me the entire year. We've been having these conversations about this baseball team. I told you guys all the way back in spring training when I saw it. I thought this was a very good baseball team. But JT, this for you, bro. You've been on me. You said this is for the Ron Washingtons, the greatest Ranger in your mind, Juan Gonzalez. This is for Pudge. This is for that team in 2011 where Nelly Cruz, all he had to do was run through the wall. This is for those great managers that were there, Johnny Oates. You look at um, uh, Ron Washington, what he was able to do there. And then you go and get a guy like Bruce Bochy, who was helping out with his kids, grandkids. You talk about my man Chris Amadeus, Timmy Jack, uh, Reed Ryan, Jackson Ryan, Oscar, all the people that worked with the Round Rock Express that got a chance to see these kids as they come through and then to see it come to fruition with a championship, a team that now the Rangers are building up their farm system, where before they didn't have a lot of talent in the farm system. But now you look at Josh Young, Evan Carter, Boris came out and closed the game out. You look at these young players that are getting an opportunity to develop in the big leagues. Josh Smith came over in a trade from the Yankees. Corey Seager, free eight. I mean, this is great, great stuff. In both ways can be positive. You know, you see the fruits of your labor when you win a championship. Now you crush the grapes. Now we're drinking wine, that good one, that Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, because I like red wines. But that's how it goes down. I'm going to continue the conversation in just a minute, but I want to tell you about the folks over at Cobra BK. If you heard the conversations, you heard everybody talking about it. That's right. This Friday, tomorrow, Ricky Williams will be in the house at Covert BK. And while you're there, chilling on those 42 acres in the beautiful hill country where Covert has three state-of-the-art 
dealerships that have seven brands, and that's Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Check out a vehicle over there. Or if you want to go get a Ford, drive out, drive out to Huddle or go to Ford Lincoln in Austin. Cobra B Cave has something for everybody. While you're there chilling, they can get you to get your car serviced out there. You know how? Because Cobra B Cave has 86 service bays throughout all of their dealerships. So your wait time will be minimal. You can visit covertbcave.com for the latest specials and inventory, or just stop by and check it out. Marcus Washington, senior and junior. And of course, Ira Clark will be able to help you out and all the other great guys and women that are out there because no one beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Make sure you go to covert BK. Ricky Williams will be out there tomorrow. All the shows I believe will be out there. I'm not sure every show will be out there. I might even make an appearance myself. So make sure you get to check that out. And also, if you got a chance to watch the big games last night or you get a chance to watch games that will be going on tonight because we still have NFL, we got college football, we've got NHL, and, of course, we have NBA. What better way to get it done than with my friends over at Audio Visual Consultation? That's right. Tom McKay and his crew at abconsultations.com or give them a call at 512-255-8678. They can get you the home theater setup of your dreams. Don't go to the big box stores because they're going to try to upcharge you and look in, and you're going to try to figure out, will this fit in my car? Can I set this up myself? Don't worry about any of that stuff. Let Tom and his crew come out and tell. If you bring him out, he'll tell you what looks good and how he wants to set it up. And then y'all can put the plan in place and you can get that knocked out. I'm telling you right now, I've had him coming to my home. He's gave me a great sound system, multiple TVs, and I love our setup. And I promise you, you will too. Give him a call at 512-255-8678 or go to abconsultations.com. I want to continue this conversation about this Texas Ranger team and what I think about them and how they went about this entire thing. I know I touched on the facts that they were 11-0 on the road, but did you know? They had a plus 42 run differential on the road. That's the highest in the postseason. The prior record was plus 33. And I told you, and that was set by the, the 2018 uh, Boston Red Sox. But remember, I was telling you about how the Astros were on the road. Well, that was just during the regular season. During the postseason, the Rangers took over that. They became that team. That could get after it. And my man, where is he at right here? Hold on one sec. Noah. Noah's right. There were a lot of records that were in the postseason, a lot of them that got busted. And you start looking at that win, win-loss record on the road. Unbelievable. 11 and 0. That's unreal. Then you go over to this other part. Nathan Uvalde came through for the Rangers this postseason and throughout the season. Remember, he made a, a rehab start in the big leagues at the major league level because the team needed it. We had Jared Sandler on the show with us to talk about that. He is one of 10 pitchers to start six games in a single postseason. You know who else did that? Zach Gallon for the Diamondbacks. That's what happens when you're a wild card team. When you're a wild card team, your road is one that is a long, windy road. But both of these guys and these teams, wildcard finishers, ended up making it 
some both of them made it on the last day, basically, where they got in, and now they just went on and played in the World Series. So he faced 27 batters that that tied uh, the most for a scoreless postseason to start six innings of a ball game. That is amazing. Let me read that to you again. His 27 batters that he faced were tied for the most in a scoreless postseason start of six innings or fewer. Him and Chris Carpenter in game three and Cole Hamels. Ha-ha, Cole Hamels, former Ranger in the uh, divisional series in 2011. Okay, now I'm going to jump over to the MVP part. My man, Corey Seager, who I have been a big, big fan of. And I've told you guys that. And y'all know that you've been listening to me because y'all text me. Y'all hit me up on Twitter. Y'all find me and you're like, man, I believe when you talk about Corey Seager, Seager, you need to say it now as MVP Corey Seager. With his World Series award that he just got, Corey Seager joined a few pretty much stars and Hall of Fame players to receive that award. He's the fourth to win two MLB World Series MVPs. Him, Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson. And he's the third to win three postseason MVPs. Now, remember, he won two of them when they won the World Series with the Dodgers. He was the NLCS MVP and the World Series MVP. Uh, by the way, he won that in the GILF because that was during the um, the COVID season. So don't forget about that. So he actually won one in the GILF. So, but he also became the third one to win postseason with Oral Hershiser and Dave Stewart. But here's the cool part. But only he and Reggie Jackson, who won it with the A's and the Yankees, and now he's won it with the Dodgers, and the Rangers, they're the only ones to win it multiple times. I mean, multiple times with different teams. That's pretty damn cool, if you ask me. And let's talk about Evan Carter. I just brought him up, young player. And the reason why I'm bringing up all these young players is because I want you guys to really start thinking about this battle between Houston and Texas. And now we can say Texas and Houston because Texas, the Rangers, are World Series champions. They are a top major league baseball. And I'll get into the odds for next year too. But I wanted to say this. Let's talk about Evan Carter and what he was able to do. He was on base 30 times, which is the second most times to reach base safely before turning 22 in the postseason in a career. Now, Andrew Jones, 34 he made it he was he reached base safely 34 times in 31 games and that was from 1996 to 98 he reached base in all 17 postseason games which tied for the sixth longest streak to start a career and entering the postseason next season he hit nine doubles which was the most by any player in the postseason Evan Carter is a name that you're going to continue to pay attention to for baseball uh, old heads, a lot of people kept saying that they were that he reminds them of Grady Sizemore. Grady Sizemore played in the big leagues for a long time. So that's a name to pay attention to as well. Evan Carter, the new Mr. Natural up in Arlington right now. 
And let's talk about Bruce Bochy. I brought that up just a little while ago. Bruce Bochy now has 17. He's won 17 postseason rounds. That's the wild card round. That's the divisional round. And that's the championship round. Now you're sitting here and you're looking at this. He broke the tie with Tony LaRusso, who's been around the game forever. For the second most rounds that he's won. Behind Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey now has the record at 19 rounds. So we'll see if Bruce Bochy decides to come back. Or was he a one and done? Did they reach the pinnacle? And now they're going to have a lot of changes. I don't know. I don't know. But it's definitely something to pay attention to because it's interesting to me to see what's going to happen with Bruce Bochy. And now that he has four World Series titles, he's one of just six managers to reach that mark. Casey Stingle, old school, OG, old head, has seven. Joe McCarthy has seven. Connie Mack has five. Walter Austin and Joe Torrey have four. He's the fifth to win at least one with multiple teams. Sparky Anderson with the Reds and Tigers. Bucky Harris with the Nationals in 2024 and the Yankees in 47. La Russa won it with the A's and two with the Cardinals. I mean, the A's, he's got two of them there and one with the Cardinals. And Bill McKenzie, McKinney, excuse me, won it in 1925 and 1940 with the Baltimore, I mean, excuse me, the Cincinnati Reds. And then we want to give a shout out to Marcus Simeon. Now, for those that don't know, I have a not, not a love-hate relationship with Marcus Simeon because I really do like the way that guy plays. Um, he hits bombs. He plays good defense. He was in charge of the Players Association. He was the union rep for the Texas Rangers. He was in on all the conversations when they had the work stoppage for a little while before the season started back with COVID. But I sit here with you today and I want to give a shout out to him because this dude is fearless at the plate. This dude can be in a, in a slump, but he's swinging at every pitch that comes up there. He's not your prototypical leadoff hitter. I guess the only way you would call him pro, no, he's not prototypical. I'm not even going to give him that. Nah. But I will say this. Dude is talented, and he's done some unbelievable things. And for him to hit that home run, to show that emotion, because he and Corey Seager, the two middle infielders, two highest-paid position players on that team, Corey Seager with a $325 million contract, and Marcus Simeon with a $175 million contract, those guys are getting paid up the middle. But for him to struggle the way that he did throughout the playoffs, to come through in the last couple games, that was the spark that they were waiting for. Everybody, all my Ranger friends kept saying, man, if Marcus Simeon would only start swinging the bat. Because he's at the beginning of the lineup. He's got to get on. He's got to figure out some ways to get there. But last night with that homer in the ninth inning, the Rangers homered in 16 straight playoff games. They have the longest streak in one single uh, postseason. It's the third longest streak overall behind a 23-gamer by the Yankees that spanned from 2019 to 2022, 17 straight by the Diamondbacks that spanned from 2007 to 2023, which earlier was the tie with them at that record. So to me, when you start looking at this team and what they were able to accomplish 
is such a, a, I guess, a quick turnaround. And then you go back, and we talked about this before. Think about this when you think about the Texas Rangers. The beginning of the season, who they had and who they didn't have. Who was going to be the team, uh, who was going to be the leaders of that team? You went out. And you got a Jordan Montgomery at the trade deadline. You got a Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. You 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 tried to shore up the one area that really sucked for you all year was your bullpen. And then in the postseason, your bullpen said, enough of that. I don't know if they sacrificed the chicken like Joe Boo. I don't know if they went out and did a rain dance. I don't know what they did to turn that around. But in the postseason, they became the most reliable part of your success. In case you didn't remember what I said, the Texas Rangers led the major leagues with 33 blown saves. 33 blown saves. They had more blown saves than they had actual saves with 30. And they are the World Series champions. Top flight. Top flight. That's what it's all about. Let me tell you what else it's all about. I want to tell you about the Great Blue Heron Furniture Company. It's a custom leather furniture company that was started in 1991. It's also the highest quality of furniture that you can find. It's the most beautiful thing that is out there. You cannot and you will not find a more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere out there. There's a video link description below, right here on YouTube, that you can click on. And it takes you straight to the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. That's right, folks. We got our own collection of furniture. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you'll get 15% off of your purchase. If you're looking for a uh, if you're looking for furniture that is stylish and built to last for decades, you won't find any better place than great blue heron furniture. You can click on the link for more info, or you can give them a call at 866-247-9688. That's 866-247-9688. I'm going to circle back and talk a little bit more about this uh, Texas Rangers championship, what it means for the city, what it means to a lot of my friends that are out there. Uh, I see you, Miss Becky. I see you out there with your championship. I, I appreciate my boy JT always being down. He texted me yesterday on this show and said, Rangers will do it. He said that Nathan Uvalde will give you seven strong. He even went strong on the uh, workout yesterday because he said he, he felt like he was giving the energy to Nathan Uvalde. Well, he got what he wanted from Nathan Uvalde. He went out there and shoved, and that's what that's what this entire thing was all about because the way Nathan Uvalde went about his business and the way he was throwing that baseball and the results that they got out of all of that, that's what it's all about. You get your championship. Nathan Uvalde's got his fifth win. He went, uh, let me see how many, got out of trouble inning. 
by inning, by inning. And I'm just like, holy cow, how's this dude doing? Ubaldi went six. He left you short one. Hey, man, you got what you needed from him. Um, Speaking of getting what you needed from them, we got a lot to get into because of the simple fact that we got football tonight. We got M, I mean, M, we got NFL, we got Big 12, and I wanted to get into my power rankings real quick. Um, It's kind of funny to me because this week it always changes. And each week there's a different football team that brings you different parts of success. Uh, Every team is not going to look great every week. You're going to lose some games and you're going to go through some tough, tough times. And again, I brought this up yesterday when we were talking about the Texas Longhorns. You're not going to win every game pretty. But the key to it is victories. Yes, we could come in here and be critical, but I would love to come in and be critical after a victory as opposed to breaking down why and how you lost the game. Yes, we're going to come in and give you numbers and stats and and say, this is what I saw and how it should have happened and the percentages tell us this and all of that stuff. But like Coach Sark says, sometimes you just got to go with your gut and what your eyeballs tell you. And I would much rather, like I said, be critical of a victory as opposed to breaking down how the game was lost. So the same can be true in the NFL. Each week, it's a different ranking. Some teams will continue to rise. Some teams will fall. But when they fall, how do they react? And when they rise, how can they stay there? It's just like trying to figure out the rankings in college football. Well, if this team played here and if we played it four times, this is what the results would be. We don't know until you get on the field. And each week brings something different. There's a movie that's out there called Any Given Sunday. And the reason why it's called that, because any given Sunday, Sunday, any team can win, any team can lose. One week you can put up 70 points. The next week you can put up 15. The numbers just don't add up because those are grown men and they get paid to play the game. So here's where I come in with my power rankings. You may not agree with it. That's fine. And if you don't, comment. That's why we're there. Hit us up on the text line. That's what it's there for, and we can talk about it. But I wanted to talk about my power rankings, and I'm going to start at number 10. Number 10, the Seattle Seahawks come in at number 10 for me. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they just win games. It's like what we talked about. Slow starts, bad looks early in the games. They don't stop them because late in the game, somehow Geno Smith finds a way to get that dub. I have Geno as my quarterback on fantasy, and half the game I'm losing my mind because he doesn't have any points. Turn it off, start looking at something else, come back. Geno's got me 25 points because he threw three touchdowns. I'm cool with that because he told you a long time ago. They rolled me off, but I ain't right back. So that's huge right there. So congrats to them coming in at number 10. And their defense is really good. Quandre Quandre Diggs in the backfield doing his thing as well. Coming in at number nine, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. Joe Burrow is heating up, folks. And Jamar Chase is open like 7-Eleven. Shout out to our sponsor, 7-Eleven. He's open like 7-Eleven. And now 
Joe Burrow said, I'm going to throw the ball to him. Let's not forget Joe Burrow had to deal with injuries the last two seasons at the very beginning, but he always seems to find his stride and just continues to get better. That's why they call him Joe Cool, but they still need to figure out how to run the ball. But they have been doing a really good job. The Bengals will match up against the Bills, and that will definitely start to separate some of these teams, and we'll see where they are. Speaking of Buffalo, I have the Buffalo Bills coming in at number eight. Josh Allen is all over the place, but he played well last week. They they definitely trying to figure out what the run game is. It can't be um, it can't be Josh Allen running around because you know eventually he's going to get one of them hits, and you need your franchise quarterback. They play Sunday night against the Bengals, so that will be must watch television. My number seven team, the Motor City Kitties. They're always ready to roll. Jared Goff and now Jamar Gibbs, and of course Amara St. Brown continue to make plays. Uh, they got the bye week. The defense is laid, uh, led by Aiden Hutchinson, but they have other guys that make plays on the back end. And, of course, Dan Campbell. How can you not like Dan Campbell? Coming in at number six, that's right, the Dallas Cowboys, folks. I got my Dallas Cowboys. I said that's right, my Dallas Cowboys with my quarterback, Dak Prescott. I've got him and the Cowboys coming in at number six. They had a big win last week. We got Dak and C.D. Rowland. Uh, but this is going to be the biggest test this week. They head to Philly for a divisional rivalry game. They don't like each other. Uh, this Both teams think that they got great defense. I can't wait to see what happens next when it comes to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Kansas City Chiefs are my number five team. We'll see what happens this week after that trip to Germany. Last week, Patrick Mahomeboy was sick. They got beat down by the Denver Broncos. I see you, Russ. I see you going out there and play, playing well. They need help at the wide receiver position. Travis Kelsey can't be Travis Kelsey all the time because eventually, even though we say it every week, somebody's going to take Travis Kelsey away from Patrick Mahomes. It ain't happening, but he does need some help, and he needs some guys to step up. I dropped Sky Moore off of my fantasy football team because, dude, just he's so inconsistent. But they got Markel, Mark, Mark, Hardiman back. I think his name is Markel. Markel. Markel, yeah. Markel Hardiman back. So we hope that he's going to be uh, a go-to guy. But they need some help. They need some help. Uh, so that will be an interesting game to watch as they travel overseas. Uh, Miami Dolphins come in at number four. They're a track team on offense, and they're getting healthy on defense. Jalen Ramsey's back at corner. He came back and already got a pick in his first game. People didn't know that he was going to make it back that fast. He was able to do so. He's done a great job rehabbing, getting himself back, and that defense with Vic Bangio is going to be tough. They're going to get better because now they can do some different things with a healthy Jalen Ramsey. Uh, my number three team is the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens led by Lamar Jackson. He's playing at an MVP level again. Still needs to get some help from those wideouts. Odell Beckham Jr., we don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, he's got some guys that need to make some plays, and they just ain't been making a ton of plays for him on the outside. Mark Andrews is his go-to, but they're going to have to find some more help as well. Uh, Gus Edwards is running the football pretty good. I have him, so he's been making some plays. And let's talk about Harbaugh. John, not Jim. John Harbaugh just wins, man. 
he gets, you know, people talk crazy and think that they lose it here and there, but they just find ways to make things happen. And, and John Harbaugh is just a damn good coach. So they're getting those dubs. Uh, my number two team. I know, I know, folks, it's going to be a shocker to you. This is a team I've been talking about all year. I get excited to watch this team play because it seems like they're getting better and better. And we talk about week to week improvement. Now, this week, they may go out there and get bust in the face and not play well. But I really, really like what I've seen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They won five in a row. They have playmakers on every level. Uh, Doug Peterson is one of the one, one hell of a coach. And I know that he was being he was criticized before when he left Philadelphia and they let him go and the change that was happening because they didn't they didn't understand it. But he's got a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and that relationship that they have seems to flourish every single week. So I'm really impressed with what they've been able to do. Travis Etienne is a baller and that defense led by the other Josh Allen keeps getting better and better every week. And they put a lot of pressure on the other team. Uh, and the number one team in the my NFL power rankings is the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles just keep finding ways to win too. They didn't look good last week against the Washington Commanders. But like I said, this is a week-to-week game. And it is a, a, a opportunity for these teams to get better, but it's easy to get better when you get a win than it is to get a loss. So we'll find out who they are this week. It's a rivalry game against the Dallas Cowboys. Both groups need to uh, have, feel like they have something to prove. And what better way to prove it than in the NFC East against your rival, the Dallas Cowboys. That's what it's all about. So here it is. Philadelphia, number one. Jacksonville Jaguars, number two. Uh, number three team is the Baltimore Ravens. My number four team is the Miami Dolphins. Five, Kansas City Chiefs. Six, Dallas Cowboys. Seven, Detroit Lions. Eight, Buffalo Bills. Number nine, the Cincinnati Bengals. And the top 10 is rounded off by the Seattle Seahawks. That's right. I like the Seahawks. I like what they've been doing. You know who else I like? I love my friends over at Pest Wranglers. Pestwranglers.com is where you need to go for all of your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is a locally owned small family business that's been around since 2006. Its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started by the owner who was tired of companies and working for companies that didn't know how to treat their employees or their uh, employee, their employees or their customers right. That's why I'm working with them because I love what they do. Pest Wrangler services most of the Central Texas area. And if you're in need of help with the mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or you need an inspection for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract because they believe if they keep you happy, you're not going to go anywhere. And if you don't believe me, look at their five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all other referral sites. That's my friends over at PestWranglers.com. We talked a little bit about the uh, Major League Baseball. We just gave you your power rankings. I am going to talk a lot tomorrow 
about NFL and college football. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll definitely be talking about this big K-State Texas game right here, 11 a.m., big noon kickoff right on Fox. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people are going to be in town for sure. Um, Also, today, Sark had his media availability. He always does it during my show, so I don't get a chance to uh, listen to it live. I'm sure you're going to have more reaction this afternoon with Chip and Zay, um, maybe even with Rodney and uh, Trey. We'll definitely be on there. And, of course, the show from 3 to 5 will be covering Sark. I'll be talking about what Sark had to say as well tomorrow. So uh, I will break all of that down for you when it comes to baseball. We also have basketball that will be going on tonight as well. So basketball, we have the San Antonio Spurs that will be taking on the Phoenix Suns. This game, they played each other the other day, and now they're playing in Phoenix, and now they're going to get a chance to play each other again tonight. It'll be on NBA TV, 9 p.m. tip. So late night, folks. Going to have another late night if you're a Houston, excuse me, if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. Big basketball happening tonight. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I want to give a shout out, number one, to the Texas soccer team. That's right, folks. The Texas soccer team, your boy Harbaugh Harge, got a chance to watch Texas defeat the Texas Tech Red Raiders women yesterday, 1-0, to advance to the Big 12 championship game. And they'll be taking on BYU this Sunday at uh, Mike Myers Stadium. The games were supposed to be played in Round Rock's multi-purpose complex, but I guess because of the way that the weather was happening, it was best to go play it at Mike Myers Stadium. So they will they will advance to play in the championship game. They avenged the loss that they had earlier against the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders in a last-second shot. So now they get that opportunity to play for a championship. So shout-out to the Texas women's soccer team as they advance to the Big 12 championship. See, your boy got it all covered. Your boy got it all covered. If you can see behind me, I'll point right there. You can see behind me, that is a Big 12 championship poster from Texas Tech. And that right there is the birthday girl, Lindsay. Today is her birthday. But she's a Texas Longhorn at heart. She is a Texas Longhorn fan. She only cheers for Texas Tech soccer. But last night, she took that L. <laughs> she took an L. So back to back to Texas playing in the Big 12 championship game. So that's pretty cool. Shout out. Happy birthday to Lindsay. And my boy Tyrone. Happy birthday to you. Two of my favorite people on earth. Both of their birthdays today. How am I so lucky? Um but I wanted to talk a little bit about this Big 12 champ, Big 12 championship, this Big 12 matchup that is going on tonight as the Texas Tech Red Raiders host the TCU Horn Frogs tonight on FS1, six o'clock kickoff, Thursday night lights, folks. TCU and Tech are both two and three in the Big 12 conference. TCU's four and four overall, and Texas Tech is three and five. At the beginning of the season, the conversation, Brett Yormark talking to the Texas Tech fan base and, and, and getting everybody fired. 
last year, Joey McGuire screaming, everything runs, don't love it. Just getting everybody fired up, getting that fan base fired up. I got some really cool Texas Tech friends. Hell, I used to live in Lubbock. I hung out with a lot of those Texas Tech former football players from 96 to 99. I was in the city a lot, hanging out, playing ball up there, just kicking it. There's some good, good people that represent Texas Tech. Right now, those people are pissed off more than you can even imagine. They are so mad right now because this Texas Tech team has underachieved. Now, this is football, so every team goes through injuries. Texas is going through it right now with their backup quarterback. But I will say that Texas Tech, I believe, might even be on their fourth quarterback this year. And then you look at what TCU, a team that played for a national championship last year. They're, they're underachieving as well. But I would encourage every Texas Longhorn fan, every Big 12 Conference fan, to watch this game tonight and watch it optimistically, but also under a scrutin, scrutinized eye because these are the teams that Texas still has to play. And we all know that there's some vitriol with both of these teams that are going to be playing tonight. So when you're watching it, just kind of make your notes. Remember some players. There's going to be some talent that is on that field. There's some local talent from the Austin area that plays for Texas Tech. There's some local talent from the Austin area that plays for TCU. So dial in, and as the kids say, lock in and break down the game for yourself. And we'll talk about what you saw tomorrow because I would like to know where your area of concerns but the main concern for texas fans right now will be k-state and what you're going to do to stop k-state as i said i'll break down all the conversation that coach sark had all week and we'll review some of the sound and talk about what we're expecting from these teams moving forward there's a lot to get into and a lot to break down and i will make sure and give you that don't forget tomorrow at covert bk the beautiful uh, new Covert BK, right at, right off of, uh, what is that, 290 or 71? Way out there, way out there. Make sure you get out there because Ricky Williams, Heisman Trophy winning Ricky Williams will be in the house to answer questions, sign autographs, take pictures, and just catch up with the buck and BK. Just remember, get out there. Don't be bringing all kinds of memorabilia for Ricky to sign. Don't be those people. Bring a couple things out there. Spend some time with them. But get out there early because I guarantee you, I think it's going to be a packed house out there. But remember to break down the film tonight because Texas Tech and TCU in a Big 12 matchup. Right now, both teams are going to be playing Texas moving forward. And you just want to make sure that you're, you're doing the things uh, to prepare yourself mentally for what is expected to happen elsewhere. I want to give a shout out to my buddy over at Four Roofs. Four Roofs TX is where you need to go for all your roofing needs. Do yourself a favor and just go to fourroofstx.com and look for yourself. It's a locally owned company that understands the needs of this area. 
They've got over 15 years of experience. They got affordable pricing and they have a quick response time. They're trustworthy and they're very thorough. I was on the phone with those guys yesterday and they were telling me about all the houses that they've been going to uh, ever since the weather has been bad. And of course, since coming on with uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered. They appreciate your business and I appreciate you going out and checking them out. They have an on-site manager on every job site to make sure that you get everything you were promised. I know them personally and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Give them, give them a call at 512-520-5884. That's 512-520-5884 or go, go to the number 4roofstx.com. Man, I just can't wait to 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 wrap uh, this up this weekend because the anticipation for this game, uh, Texas and K State, is at an all time high. I've had friends keep texting me and was like, "Hey, man, what are your thoughts?" Hey, former players reaching out. Hey, man, you're gonna be in the house this weekend. This is a big game. There's a lot that's gonna be going on. Ricky Williams is being honored. There's so much happening on the 40 acres, but this is going to be the biggest game, I believe, of the season. Bigger than Alabama, because we already know what happened. This is going to be bigger than Oklahoma, because we already know what happened. This game is bigger than any of them, because we don't know what's going to happen. We have an idea. This is the first time that Texas has been a favorite, but it's under double digits, because they see it. Now, talent-wise, Texas is the better football team. No doubt about it. There's not one person on the roster that you would take from K-State that you would want. On, well, I'll take that back. You might have Connor Beebe, the offensive lineman, who's probably going to go down as one of the best offensive linemen in K-State's history and probably Big 12 history. He is really that good. And I heard a stat or I saw a stat the other day that they have three offensive linemen that have been in the program for six years. That's a lot of football game and a lot of experience. So that is why you look at this ground game that they have where they're averaging almost, what, 226 yards on the ground, I think I saw. They're they're running the doggone football and they're making things happen. So when you're looking at this team, just know that this is one of the games that scared me the most. This was the game that I had circled on my calendar. This was the game that had me worried because of the talent, the coaching talent on the sideline. Yeah, their rushing offense is fifth in the country at 226 yards on the ground. But the good thing about Texas rushing defense, they only give up 97.9 yards a game. That ranks them 14th in the nation. So the battle will be within the trenches. And I've said that from day one. Both lines of scrimmage is going to be a huge part of the success and the failures that we might have on Saturday. Everybody wants to put this on Malik and this this game. And the reason why I say this, Miguel, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain myself. Longhorn's going to roll. K-State hadn't played a ranked team all season yet, and y'all think that this K-State game could take Alabama? No, I don't think that they could take Alabama. I do not believe that. But I also understand 
what this game means for both of these teams as sitting at four and one in a, in a conference. Let's not forget K-State won the Big 12 last year. It wasn't even in the conversation this year because of all the talent that they've lost. But the talent that they have on the sideline in the coach's box is what it's all about. This guy won championships, and I don't care if it's the FCS. He was one of the guys that I've always had respect for, and I always thought that he was a good coach. And when K-State got him, I thought that they were going to be a damn good football team because he teaches fundamentals. He bought into the K-State way. And he's been putting players in positions to be successful. That is why I think that. No, I do not think they could beat Alabama. Alabama beat us, I mean, lost to us because they didn't put Jalen Milrow in the right position as a running quarterback. And nobody else in the in the SEC has beaten Alabama either. So we're doing a good job. So I don't think that K-State could beat Alabama. But like I said at the very beginning, any given, any given Saturday is the same as any given Sunday. It can happen. But I believe that Texas will prevail. And I'll break my I'll break it all down for you tomorrow. I don't want to dive into it. I want to make sure we have all the audio, but I wanted to give respect to the Texas Rangers today. The Texas Rangers, your 2023 World Series champion and have now become the talk of Major League Baseball. With that being said, I do have to give you the odds for next year, which is kind of interesting that as soon as they win, the odds change and the Texas Rangers are not the favorite. You know who the favorite is? The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are the favorite to win the World Series. Um, Another team that you need to pay attention to and look at all the time is you need to continue to look at uh, the Rangers. The, the, you need to look at the Rangers. You need to look at the Astros. You need to look at the Braves, and of course, you need to look at the Dodgers. Check those odds out and see what you can come up with because there will be some money with those teams because of look at the depth that they've provided for themselves. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in today and joining me with Hanging with Harge as we break down the championship by the Texas Rangers. Congratulations. And of course, we'll be ready to preview The Texas Longhorns hosting K-State will be recapping tomorrow the TCU-Texas Tech game. And most importantly, we'll be uh, bringing up more information about the Dallas Cowboys as they travel to Philly to take on the Eagles in that big divisional matchup. As always, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace. Coming up next, it's the midday, but it looks like we got double R joining it today.